You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. C103. And Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Ballincollig uh, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Good Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. And isn't it great to see a little bit of sunshine? Oh my God, it comes mood. in my window here. I'm yeah. just toasty. Yeah, it, it really is great, which, yeah. le- which leads to a question in from a listener uh, I, who says she's taking uh, vitamin D daily on your recommendations. She's done it from the last clock change. With the sun out, do you still need to be taking vitamin D? Um, you know, when I stop taking vitamin D, generally, Patricia, when I see the cows go back into the fields again, uh, because then you'll definitely, if you're not getting it from sunshine, you might get a bit from cheese and milk and eggs and eating meat because vitamin D will go into the animals. But sure, they're indoors at the moment. We've had so much rain this year that I don't think, um, unless they say you need 15 minutes a day onto your unexposed arm or your unclothed like arms, so your bare yeah. arms, 15 minutes a day. So if you're getting that, you could stop the vitamin D. But I think I'd probably continue taking it now till the end of, probably till the end of March, definitely. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. and actually the listener said she started taking it when the clocks uh, went back. It, mm. I, I always have it in my head and I got it from you. It's clock change to clock change. Yes, I yeah. think that's, that's the way I would always remember it and that kind of just, keeps it but it depends again on weather so if we were to have an awful rainy horrible um march and april and even may it might be june before the sun actually comes out properly so you kind of have to judge it like that so about 15 minutes a day and it doesn't have to be full-on sun it just even a day like today if you were out for a walk or in the garden and your arms are exposed for 15 minutes you'll get enough vitamin d okay Uh, a listener is suffering from reflux been to the doctor and is taking lansoprozel yeah, so the, and not getting better. Yeah. The, so the, the, that's the trade name of that is Nexium, Patricia. I think Nexium. familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, what they do is they basically, they block the acid from being released into your stomach. So it's really, it's a bad way of fixing a problem because the problem isn't really that you've too much acid. Sometimes, in actual fact, people have weak stomach acid. Um, you need very strong stomach acid in order to be able to break down your proteins in your stomach. And it also has the advantage of killing off bacteria from your, you know, that goes in with food. And it also helps to acidify the minerals that we need, like calcium and magnesium and zinc, um, in order for them to be absorbed efficiently. So we do need good, strong stomach acid. And I think that some people have weak stomach acid. These people might be prone to constipation. They may find that when they eat meat, that it sits in their stomach for a long time. Um, but the problem is, is that the little valve at the top of the stomach is weak. So they're given uh, an acid blocker, which actually makes the problem worse because they're now not digesting at all properly. Um, and then that valve isn't actually getting any stronger. So uh, naturally, we come about it from a dip- different perspective. We would try and strengthen up that little valve. And I recommend um, zinc carnosin. It's spelled zinc, Z-I-N-C, and then carnosin, C-A-R-N-O-Z-I-N. It's by a company called Quest. And that has the advantage of um, supporting the mucus-producing cells of the stomach. So they produce a lovely thick layer of mucus that protects the stomach when you release acid for digestion. You get your acid released as normal for digestion, and so you don't get as much churning and bubbling and gurgling. 
and then the zinc, the carnosin also strengthens up that little valve so you don't get it coming back up the, um, the, the food pipe. So I would definitely take that. And then to manage your symptoms in the interim period, you could take slippery elm, which acts like a kind of a natural Gaviscon, but unlike Gaviscon, which uh, um, blocks your ability to absorb calcium and other things, it actually helps heal and it doesn't prevent those. So that can be taken long term if you need it. And the idea is you take it just before you eat. And the last thing I would recommend is a digestive enzyme because that just supports your body's ability to break down food so that the stomach doesn't have to work as hard. And generally, that does it for most people. If they do it for two or three months, that then tends to clear up the problem completely. Okay. Hi, uh, Annalise. Advice, please. The skin on my face has gone very dry and flaky. What would you recommend? So I think... um, the common problem this time of the year, Patricia, because we've spent the the indoor, we've been indoors now with the heating on, the central heating. And I think when you go into shops, I don't know, it's the time of my life, but God, I can't even go shopping anymore because I'm just running out of the, all these overheated shops, too hot and cranky to shop. So I think it's typical to have very dry skin at this time of the year. I always think you put the fat in from the inside and you put the fat in from the outside, the oil in from the outside. So I would, if you want to support your skin from the inside, the omega-3 fats are a great one because they do a few different jobs. And if you take it from a plant oil, you could add linseeds or chia seeds to your porridge. You could take Udo's oil or black cumin oil as a wonderful, healthy oil to take that gets the omega-3s into you naturally. Or you could take a fish oil. And that does a few different jobs for heart health and brain health as well. And then really it's about kind of, I suppose, finding a good cream on the outside. Now, everybody's skin is very different, but I do think when it gets dry and flaky, you probably should use a dry exfoliator, uh, sorry, a gentle exfoliator to get rid of the skin and then use a nice face cream. So the ones that we get great feedback here on always, the Trilogy ones are lovely. We started stocking a lot of the Walida skin food line and they do a skin food, which is brilliant for very, very dry skin. Um, and I'd go natural because then it's unlikely to irritate. And then for people that have more sensitive kind of eczema or psoriasis type skin, you could look at the Hope's Relief, which is more for that type of skin. It's not necessarily just for dry skin. It's more for skin that's very inflamed and irritated. And you could also use that product on your face. And just be careful you're not using any type of cleanser that's stripping the natural oils. So you could use, um, actually, I just took home the Walida cleansing balm um, to try it out myself and it's lovely and it leaves your skin lovely and soft and the Trilogy one their cleanser is beautiful as well leaves your your skin feeling really hydrated so that would be just my advice not as an expert but as after trying every product on the shelf myself. Okay, well done well done Anya says uh, could you ask Annelise please what would she recommend for low mood now I did take her advice and I took the Source of Life Gold after Covid and I must say I'm finding it good, good for energy but it's this low mood I'm a female mid-60s and I really feel I'm struggling at the moment and by the way I recently attended Dr. Deedish Clare uh, she gave a talk in Cantork recently on, on herbs and I found it most interesting. But low mood. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one actually, Patricia, after COVID. I've, this is again observational now, so I'm not making a medical statement, but I've noticed a lot of people, if be they're young or old, who got long COVID, um, which included low mood and brain fog, had quite a lot of stress in their lives. So sometimes I wonder, is it, um, you know, the fact that you've got maybe your cortisol that helps you and your adrenals that help you cope with stress. If they were if they were weakened from a lot of stress before COVID, has that affected people? So if it was the case in this lady's case, I would actually work to kind of support the adrenal glands and nourish them because 
they will help bring back your stress hormone up. If if that's not in the right levels, now we don't want it too high, obviously, but if it's too low, you're dragging yourself around the place. You can't get out of bed. So in, in order to increase cortisol, you can take various different products. BioCare, they do um, an adrenal complex. Um, actually, there's a lovely one called the Nutri-Advanced. They do one called Resilience, which is very nice, um, and it just helps improve your resilience. And most of these would contain a herb called ashwagandha and I find this herb is just absolutely wonderful for supporting the body through stress or through low mood by kind of helping to balance um, you know anxiety and balance low mood and then there's another product that's worth a try we get great feedback on it and it's called Salgar Ultimate Cam that's actually a blend of ashwagandha and saffron and in clinical trials they've found that saffron performs as well as antidepressants um, for about 80% of people who take it. Now, we normally use saffron for cooking, but you can buy it now in um, capsule form and we get good feedback on it here in the, in the shop. So I could, you could try either saffron on its own or that ultimate cam and Viridian are the ones that do the saffron. Okay, Ma- okay. All right, let's go back to vitamin D for a moment. Mary was listening to talk about vitamin D and said, how would you know if you were taking too much vitamin D and too much mag- magnesium? How do you know when too much is too much? Okay, so vitamin D, it's easy. You can do a test. Uh, we have a test here in the shop. Um, it's, um, so we have a test actually for vitamin D that's cheap and cheerful. I think it's about 13 quid that tells you whether you have enough or not enough. So it doesn't tell you if you have too much or it doesn't tell you how much you need to take. And then there is one that you can get done. It costs about 75 euros that will tell you exactly how much vitamin D you have and whether it's too much or too little. And if it's too little, it tells you how much you should take. Your doctor also will be able to test your vitamin D. So it's worth taking a test now at this time of the year if you've been taking vitamin D throughout the winter to see if what you've been taking is enough or too much. And it's also worth doing if you haven't been taking vitamin D because it's good to see are you very low and very depleted. Uh, magnesium is more difficult, Patricia. It's very hard to know whether you've ta- you're taking too much. My own instinct about magnesium, because it's a very popular supplement now, is that probably people are maybe taking a little bit too much. So I always recommend that people take it in the evening. And that way it doesn't interfere with calcium absorption because they both compete for absorption in the gut. So if you have too much magnesium, you mightn't be absorbing enough calcium and that would affect obviously your bones. So I would recommend that people take it at night and then really there's very little risk for you taking too much. But you'll often see the supplement of calcium and magnesium together in one supplement. Absolutely, because they work very well together. And if they're there at the same time, they'll both compete for absorption and they'll both have an equal chance of making it onto the receptor site to be absorbed. But if you're flooding it with magnesium, so it's like you've got 10 parts of the magnesium to one part calcium, Magnesium has ten times more opportunity to bind onto the receptor site. Mm. So look, it's only look, it's only to be very careful, Patricia. But um, I'm not a great believer in taking high doses of anything for the long term unless the risk is worth the benefit. Yeah, this is the abs- benefit is abs- worth absolutely. the risk. Sorry. Okay, we had an email in from uh, Margaret who eats uh, uh, salmon. She eats it at least uh, twice a week. She buys it from her fishmonger. But she started seeing some programs um, on TV and online saying that farm salmon is full of bacteria, parasites and other uh, diseases due to the fact that they are confined in water, which is full of the bacteria. But she finds it impossible to get wild salmon. And she wonders, would you recommend her giving up salmon altogether if she can't get her hands on wild I salmon? Know, Patricia, it's so hard. 
hard nowadays to like get there's something wrong with everything we eat really yeah the other issue with eating a lot of fish even the wild salmon to be honest patricia because we've polluted our waters is they have high levels of mercury so even if you could get your hands on wild salmon they recommend you don't eat it more than three times a week and that goes for the other oily fish included so that would be mackerel herring sardines so some of the salmon is actually farmed in the sea um so they tend to be healthier salmon because even though they are in a net they still have got a flow of water. Look, when you keep an awful lot of animals in the same place in crowded conditions that they're not normally kept in, they're generally fed with cheap feed and they're generally treated with chemicals to keep them healthy. So, like, my own kind of feeling on it is, like, you still have to have a life and you still have to eat. It's not going to be the worst thing in the world, but I would definitely wouldn't eat it more than twice a week. And what you might like to do if you enjoy salmon is you could buy wild tin salmon. And you could have that in a sandwich or, or with salad at your lunch. You could also buy mackerel. Mackerel is very rarely farmed, and that would be just as healthy as salmon. Um, also, sardines and herring tend not to be farmed. So you can get okay. those fresher. And there, are, there are alternatives. OK, we leave it there. Listen, have a lovely week, and we'll chat to you next Monday. Thanks, Patricia. Thanks a million. That's Annalise Giselle. She put up all the information on her website, healthhubstore.com.